We choose to go to the moon. This was their finest hour. I have a dream. You can't do it alone. We believe that people with passion go to the moon can change the world for the better. We must look to the future. A dream. Very, very few organizations can clearly articulate why they do what they do. Realized in each one of us. By why, I mean what's your purpose, what's your cause, what's your belief. Why did you get out of bed this morning? Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. One thing I was really looking forward to this fall was our convocation, because I wanted so much to be with all of you, to tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you. To let you know how proud I am of you for the work that you've done, how much you've sacrificed, always, but the incredible sacrifices over the past few months. And so I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to give me an opportunity to do just that, even though we won't all be together in the same room. I wanted to go for a walk and just say to you, thank you and how grateful I am. And also to let you know, one of the things that's been really challenging with this global pandemic is trying to adjust and pivot every time we get additional information. And I know that it can be really challenging and frustrating when we think we have a clear path forward and then all of a sudden we receive new information from our county and state health departments and we hear from different people, our constituents. We hear their voices and we internalize them. It causes us and has caused us to have to shift our plans a few times. Please know that I understand how difficult that can be and, and I wish I could tell you that there wouldn't be any more changes, but I know that that's not true because the nature of this pandemic is that it is going to continue to evolve, it's going to continue to change, and it's going to continue to require us to pivot when necessary. Please know that whenever we do, it will always be with safety, first and foremost, as our top priority. As we work through this problem together, we will get to the other side of it, and we will be stronger once we've walked through it in its entirety. I know there are gonna be difficult times along the way, and I know there are gonna be challenges along the way. Just keep moving forward, even when it's hard. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. The journey is better than the end. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. We have to learn how to get back up. The journey is not over. You might not be able to control your circumstances, but you can control your response to your circumstances. Everybody's going to experience challenge in their life. And it's not whether you can prevent the challenge from happening. It's how do you respond to the challenge? I always refer to people in my life who have said things to me, who've taught me things that have stuck with me. And something that both my father and coaches that I've had, they used to say things to me, like you have to keep moving forward. You're going to face obstacles in life and you're going to face challenges and sometimes they're going to seem insurmountable. But if you keep moving forward, and if you keep walking through the, the challenges and the, and the problems that you face, you can ultimately get to the other side. It's only when you stop moving forward that the solutions become unavailable to you. I can hear them say, stand up and walk through this. It's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. And it's the same thing that I've told my own children. You know, I tell my daughter all the time when she struggles with something, assess the situation. 
look at it from different vantage points, solicit support and information from a variety of sources, and when you have the information that you need, then walk through the problem. Adversity is the first step in moving forward. So if you didn't experience the adversity, more often than not, you wouldn't advance. Because adversity can be used to motivate you, it can be used to inspire you, it can be used to make you a better version of yourself if you respond to the adversity well and in a way that's productive. In order to achieve at a really high level, you have to have experienced some adversity along the way. While they go through it, it's difficult and it's challenging and it's frustrating and sometimes it can be really scary. But when they come out on the other end of it, they are a much stronger person with a much greater capacity to reach a new level. And so, you know, if people can take advantage of the experiences that cause adversity in their life and leverage them, I think it's, a, it's an opportunity in disguise sometimes. Walk through it and you will get to the other side. One of my favorite activities is to walk because I enjoy the physical exercise, but it also brings clarity to complex issues for me. It helps me to see things from different perspectives and it causes me to think in ways that perhaps I hadn't thought of before. You talk about walking through problems and some of the most complex problems that I've ever encountered have been solved while walking. Just keep moving forward even when it's hard. Say thank you. The importance of thank you and having it be specific and genuine. Thank you for love. Thank you for kindness. Thank you for the meaning that they've had in my life. Focusing on the one thing that you are grateful for. This pandemic, I'll tell you, it's amazing that it's been five months. I can't believe it. And then when I look at what our teachers did and what our classified staff did and what our parents did and what our students did, I just have to take a step back because it truly was incredible. It truly was incredible. And just as we've done a lot of incredible work up to date, I know that there is a beginning to everything and there is a middle to everything and there is an end to everything. And where this pandemic is concerned, we find ourselves right in the middle and we have not gotten to the other side yet. And so there is a considerable amount of work that still remains to be done and, and accomplished. And at the same time, I think it's so important to recognize what has been done and the heavy lifting on the part of all of you. And there will continue to be a lot of work that lies in front of us. But I want to take a moment to celebrate some of the things that you have done because they are significant. And I am very, very appreciative of that. Our teachers really on a moment's notice and our staff shifted from in-person to fully online throughout the spring. And the, the magnitude of that effort cannot ever be underestimated. I hope people understand how appreciative I am, how proud I am, and how grateful I am, and really incredibly impressed by how this entire school community came together. Right from the start back in February, started back then doing extra sanitizing in our buildings. You know, our custodial staff, our operations and maintenance team, they've done incredible work making sure that all of the buildings were sanitized, making sure that our HVAC systems had their filters replaced, that all of the facility considerations were being taken care of so that the environment that we were going to ask people to come into, the environment was clean, it was safe, systems were operating well. I also saw our nutrition services folks just an incredible lift giving out thousands and thousands 
and thousands of meals to families. I would come to the resource center and I would see our nutrition services folks greeting long lines of cars with smiles and food in a time of need. And it just warmed your heart to see people helping people in a time of need. I also watched our curriculum department and our assessment department and our instructional department and putting together packets and packets of handouts and worksheets K through 12 for the curriculum so that parents could have access to the work in order to help their children at home. And that was on top of distributing iPads to every single kid in the district and watching our technology department orchestrate the availability of all of the iPads that we had and then we had to actually order some more, really in a very short period of time, distribute them to all of our students and their families and our teachers. I watched them engage students relentlessly contact, reaching out to contact them to make sure that they stayed connected. And we had incredibly high rates of participation. I was really, really excited about that. The hundreds of teachers that were involved in professional development throughout the spring, you know, it was just incredible. I watched our human resources department fielding many, many questions and working with our teachers and our staff and hiring where we needed to hire additional support and getting all of those things in place this spring in anticipation of the fall. So none of those systems shut down in our human resources department. I watched our finance team put together documents and understand the complications of the budget because we were being cut by you know 15 plus million dollars in an instant by the state and our ability to respond to that was really really important as opposed to stepping back and declaring that we don't have any resources to be responsive i watched our communications team push out information literally on a moment's notice and it just kept coming and coming and coming because we needed to make sure that everybody was in the loop then in the building things. People were still registering our students. I know our transportation department has been working tirelessly. Look, you know, I watched our district nurses engage in conversations and create documents for health and safety and distribute them throughout the different departments. I watched our student services department do things that were incredible in terms of preparation, making sure that all of our students' needs to the best of our ability were being met. I watched our special education department and the outreach to students in it with special needs, making sure that they were staying connected with the technology and with the instruction and with the human touch that, that was so necessary for all of our students. There's not a single department. Learning services, our area assistant superintendents, our deputy superintendent, the 24-7 effort. You know, I also am grateful to our, the leadership of our Teachers Association who remain in close contact with me every step of the way, working through challenging situations, and, and we still are in communication on a regular basis. And I, you know, parents, I, the, the outpouring of support has just been incredible. If there's a group that I've left out, I apologize, but this is truly the quintessential team effort that we became greater as a whole than the sum of our individual parts. And I think a lot of it was as a result of the work that had been done leading up to it. You know, I realize that we are not starting this school year the way any of us would have hoped. And that even though our children will not be with us in the classrooms in person, we will be connecting with them and giving them the support that they need and the encouragement that they need and helping them to continue with their learning process. And we will there be there as well for each other. And we will continue to focus on moving forward because that's what championship teams do.
He's going to be the all-around champion. He's the new queen of gymnastics. And the Cubs have finally won it all! Serena, you are a champion of all champions. Oh, baby, they're going to win this thing! Stand up and salute in Denver, and you've got the world champions that live in your town. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship. You know, championship teams are made before the game ever starts. And so when I think about St. Brain, I think about a championship team of all of the different stakeholders and all of the work and the hard work and the preparation that they've put forth over the years that prepare them for that championship scenario. In life, you have to set goals. And they have to be goals that are at a high enough level to make them worthwhile to pursue. What I love about sports is that people set their sights on something. They understand that competition is part of the equation. They understand oftentimes that they're going to have to work with others. They understand that they're going to have to make sacrifices. They're going to have to work well within a team. They're going to have to stay focused on a goal. And along the way, there are going to be all types of distractions and obstacles and barriers to achieving that goal, just as it, they're going to experience in life. And they have to keep moving forward. And you have to make commitments to yourself and to those around you that you're willing to work hard enough to get over that next hurdle. And you're willing to work hard enough to push yourself beyond a capacity that you may have once thought was your limit. And that's the beauty of sports in my mind's eye. And it, you could say the same thing about people who excel in music and in drama and these opportunities where they, they're inspired from within to be something better than they were yesterday. And I think about growing up and the coaches who mentored me and the experiences that I had, and you always face that moment in time where it's, do I keep moving forward or do I just stop because it's become too uncomfortable? And you keep moving forward and that's what makes you a better version of yourself. And so many of these attributes transfer, they transfer. I remember when I was coaching wrestling, we had a shirt and the saying was, in wrestling, just as in life, the toughest opponent you will ever face is yourself. And how you do is up to you. And that is so true. Because some of the greatest challenges that we encounter, the only person that has the capacity to help overcome that is you. There are going to be times when others will help you. And that's good. But you always have to be able to count on yourself. And if your go-to plan is to quit, you're gonna have a lot of challenge in life. If your go-to plan is to persevere and to double down, you're gonna experience success at levels you never could have imagined. I love the competitive spirit. I love when people are willing to put themselves out there in a way where the outcome is not a foregone conclusion. And they're, they're willing to chance failure because what they see is a worthwhile goal. I also know that championship teams, there is no self-interest that comes above the best interests of the greater good for everyone. There is never a time when an individual's self-interests supersede the best interests of the greater good. And it's when you see a team of people who are willing to make sacrifices for the greater good that you will see championships follow. Championships in the workplace, championships in life, because our greatest strength in St. Brain is our team. Our team of teachers, our team of classified staff, our team of administrators, our team of parents, our team of students, our team of business community, our team of elected officials, our team of everyone coming together for a common purpose. And that purpose is our children and our community 
and our state and our nation and our world. That's the essence of championship teams. People coming together, sacrificing, putting on hold their preference and making the decisions and the contributions that will move the greater good forward. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. Leadership is not a rank. Yes, we can. Leadership is not a position. Take the lead is not just an abstract thing, it's about every single one of you. Leadership is a choice. People look to you and they trust you because you're serving selflessly as the leader. One of the things I believe about leadership is that it's complicated and it's nuanced. I also know that leadership comes from so many different places. It's not about a title. It's not about your position. It's about your desire to influence. And it requires understanding situations to the best of your ability and then being able to see what it might look like if it were better for everyone. And when you can begin to see that with some sense of clarity, then you can begin to inspire other people to not only be able to see it, but also to be able to act on it. Because ultimately leadership is about a vision for a better future for people and the ability to inspire people to achieve that better future. One without the other leaves you short. You know, if you have the vision, but you can't inspire and move, then you're just left with the vision. If you can inspire people, but without clarity and without vision, it usually burns out and ends up in chaos. So you have to bring that together, the vision, and the ability to inspire. So leadership is not limited to position or title. And I really, really appreciate the leadership that I have seen emerge from all of the departments, whether it's the custodial departments, whether it's the nutrition services departments, whether it's the operations and maintenance team, whether it's our teachers, whether it's our principals, our administrators. It's just that constant, steady flow the leadership I've seen from parents. And it's, it's heartening to know that, that people care so much. And therein lies another prerequisite to leadership is we all care at some level, but the real question is, do we care enough to step forward and really make that contribution? And that's what I've seen in St. Brain. So many people who care at a level that's really, really high and they're willing to make those sacrifices and stand up and step forward and walk through these problems together. And I, uh, I, I just am so appreciative of that because this is not a one person or a two person problem to solve. In one of the most important places in America, a public school. They had an unwavering belief in the power of education. Teachers are more important than us. Kids just want to know if, if we care about them. No written word, no spoken plea can teach our youth what they should be. Nor all the books on all the shelves is what the teachers are themselves. They, they have the dreams, they have the aspirations, they have everything that they can get to, whatever they want to get to in life. They just want to know that someone cares. It takes teachers. It takes a village. What I want to be when I grow up is a teacher. A public, a public school. school. I think our community, both locally and throughout the state and, and across the nation, has seen a more in-depth look at what happens in schools on a day-to-day -day basis. The complexity of public education, the, the need for public education. Again, you know, we talk about you have 90% plus of all the children in America, K through 12, are in our public schools. Now it's all you see on TV. What are we going to do in the fall? Because people understand clearly how critically important 
public education is, not only for our children in terms of acquiring an education, that's, but to their social well-being, their emotional well-being, their physical well-being. They are the next generation and we have to protect them. We have to protect them and prepare them in spite of this just catastrophically difficult time. We have to protect our children and we have to keep them moving forward. It's, it's, it's not an option to stand down. It, we have to stand up and keep walking through this because our kids are depending on it, our country is depending on it. It's, it's that important. They had an unwavering belief in the power of education. And you know, I think about five years from now, 10 years from now, and that's something we always think about is what are our kids experiencing today and what are they going to experience tomorrow? And so we have to think about the future while we're also thinking about the present. You know, it's not just about educating for today. It used to be you would read a chapter, prepare for your unit exam, you'd get eight or nine questions, you'd try to memorize what you read, you'd respond and you'd get your grade. Now it's about can you empathize a problem? Can you ideate a solution? Can you prototype it and test it? Can you come back and revise it? Can you work together in teams? Can you communicate what you're thinking? Do you have the perseverance to stick with it until you can find the solution? And can you predict what might be coming next? And then when things change, can you change? Do you have the agility or the flexibility or the adaptability to change? Or are you, you know, stuck within that one chapter of that one textbook? That's, that's how learning has, has shifted because Look at what we're dealing with today. We're calling on the scientists who went through our public schools to solve this major health crisis. They didn't anticipate it, they didn't plan for it, they didn't invite it, but they have to solve it. And that's what public education has equipped them to do. And that's why when people talk to me about public education, why are you so invested in this? Because it's everything, it's about everything. It's about the economy, it's about our public safety and national security, it's about our health, it's about our property values, it's about the service that we, it's about everything. It's about our people. And so you have to, you have to see it in that way to really understand the complexity and the importance of it. In the power, in the power of education. People have become more aware of that. I think they've always known it, but I do believe that it's risen to the surface in terms of recognizing it firsthand. You know, human beings learn best and most from other human beings. Every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them. You should feel real proud. Who understands the power of connection. Clear eyes, full hearts. And insist that they become the best that they can possibly be. There is not a life in this room that you have not touched. One band, one sound. One band, one sound. We sink, we swim, we rise, we fall, we meet our fate together. It hasn't taught us how important every single human being is, but it should remind us. It should be a strong reminder. And so as we move forward, I want every single child in our district to be cared for at the highest level to be nurtured at the highest level, to be loved at the highest level. Our children sometimes will make mistakes. We need to give them second and third chances. We need to walk up alongside of them and teach them. And that's what we do always. So I'm not 
saying these things aren't happening. I'm just saying more than ever, we have to take each and every child and give them our very best because that's what they're counting on. And when they make mistakes, we can walk through those mistakes with them and teach them a better way. I want to make sure that, you know, the, the human rights, the dignity, the respect, the compassion, everything that we have to give, we give it to every single child and every single adult in our system. Because at the end of the day, what I've learned over 35 years in public education and beyond in my life, ultimately what matters is every single human being. The work will take care of itself, we'll continue to work through our challenges, but we have to never ever shortchange our children or the adults in our system. Every one of them is the most important one. Every single one deserves my best and deserves our best. I want to make sure that no child in our system has to struggle and, and experience racism, prejudice, or discrimination. I, I want to do everything that I can do and that we can do as a system to make sure that every single child and every single adult is given our very best. And we've been working on that for years and we will have to continue to work on that for years because it's a process that never ends. And we're going to need to seek the support from our community and all of us coming together to, you know, to wrap our arms around our kids and let them know that you are loved and you are our priority. Why they do what they do. I think it's important for people to stay in the moment, to stay focused and not get so overwhelmed by the enormity of this situation and the totality of it. We know that it's enormous. We know that it's significant and we know that it's long-term, but we have to walk through this, walk through it and you will get to the other side. Staying focused, staying in the moment, taking care of what we can care, take care of today. The other thing we need to do is we need to be very clear on what's important and, and avoid taking on a whole host of distractions that will cause us to lose sight of our primary objectives. Why did you get out of bed this morning? The other thing that I would want people to know is they are not alone. We sink. We swim, we rise, we fall, we meet our fate together. We are a team in St. Vrain. We are a family in St. Vrain. No one is going to walk through this alone. Together. My commitment has and always will be to the safety and well-being first of all of our children and our teachers and our staff and our community. What that looks like in terms of logistics, people may have different opinions, but we all share the same objective. Why did you get out of bed this morning? And so we just have to have faith and confidence. The faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor. In ourselves as individuals, in ourselves collectively as a St. Rain team, as a community. We'll light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. Knowing that we will get to the other end of this. We will only do it if we prioritize one another. More important than it is today. The teacher that inspired me was a social studies teacher. He makes learning so fun that I want to go to school every day because of it. What I love the most about learning is that there's no end to it. The thing I love the most about my school environment is my teachers because they always greet me with a friendly, warm smile and they make me want to go to school. A public school. What I love the most about school is my teachers. More important than it is today. What I love the most about my school environment is having encouraging teachers and she was just a really good role model. And I have a lot of favorite teachers. All my teachers made a big impact on me because they all challenged me and supported me 
when I needed help. Power of education. She taught me that it's okay if you don't get it right the first time. Like you have to keep moving forward. You just can't give up. Know that I'm very proud of you and I'm also very grateful and I continue to feel honored to be able to serve each of you. Thank you. We get ready to go into this school year together. Take care of yourself. Know that you are part of a team. Clear eyes, full hearts. Part of a family. Hey, village. And know that we are all in this together. Not because they are easy. And we will walk through this together. And I hope you have a great school year and I wish you and your family always the very best.